0: I think Coronet thinks
1: Washer. There we go. Um, and now the valve cap. Valve cap valve cap. Oh, here it is. Just gonna twist that. Ah, there we go. And um, oh, I need the float arm. Do we have a thank you, Reg float arm? And last but not least, the flapper. There. That should do it. OK, Reg, you want to do the honors? Well, That's right, you don't have hands. That's OK. Here, I'll do it. By the way, you know that you can use your wing to put the seat down when you're finished using it? Oh, oh look at that. We did it, Reg. The world's teeniest, tiniest working toilet, a throne fit for all. Guy Raz! Wait until he gets a diaper load of this. Coming!
2: Hey, Guy Raz. Oh, hey, Mindy. I-, I heard a bunch of loud banging and flushing over here, and I just wanted to make sure that you weren't trapped in your bathroom again.
1: Oh, yeah. That was just the sound of me literally flushing out an idea that came to me in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah? Well, what's the idea? Well, the idea was to make the world's teeniest, tiniest working toilet.
2: Well, that seems like time well spent. I
1: know! Wanna see it? As long
2: as you don't try to get me to use it. What?
1: No, this tiny toilet invention isn't intended for human use.
2: So then, what is it for?
1: Well, the answer to that question is off the coast of Georgia.
2: The country or the state? Oh,
1: the state. I only follow my curiosity so far. That's
2: still kind of far to go to for an answer to a simple question, don't you think? Roger! Oh, no. Oh,
1: no. Mindy, I... Hey, Reg. If you're not too busy, we need you to take us to some murky, muddy, marshy waters off the coast of Georgia. Mm. Why does everyone keep asking me that? Georgia, the peach state! Oh,
2: no, 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 no. I've got a long list of things I plan to do today. What? Fermenting some mung beans, huh? yarn bombing the neighborhood fire hydrants, what? and then I've got rehearsal with my barbershop quartet.
1: Your barbershop quartet will be here when you get back. Now, here, I need you to hold on to my adventure toolbox. Oof. And my adventure journal. Mindy, I... And this gallon of frosting.
2: No, I am... Wild. Frosting? In case we get hungry. Uh, And last
1: but not least, this one of a kind, world's teeniest, tiniest working toilet. Okay, now I want you to be very careful not to drop it. It's ceramic. Mindy,
2: I I don't have enough hands for all this stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's so cute. It has an itsy bitsy toilet seat and a, a tiny toilet, paper roll, and everything. The bowl part
1: is modeled after my own head. Uh... Oh, come on, Guy Ross Let's follow Reggie outside so we can take off. Wait,
2: why are we going to Georgia again? To
1: find the answer to your burning question.
2: Which was
1: what again? What is this teeny tiny toilet for?
2: Oh, right.
1: But but do we really need to... Up on, Gairaz!
2: <sighs> what are you
1: getting us into, Mindy? Just some of Georgia's finest murky waters. Now hold on tight, because here we go. Nice splash landing, Reg.
2: If I knew we were going for a splash landing, I would have worn my tweed bathing suit. I'm soaked.
1: (sighs) Hey, Roz, do me a favor in um grab our inflatable flotation devices out of my adventure
2: toolbox over there. Uh, okay. Uh, right there. Uh, you, you got it. Why are there always cats in this toolbox? Uh, okay. I, I I think I got them. Hey, hey, these look just like the ones on airplanes. Yeah, that's them. How did you get?
1: Just pull them out and they'll inflate automatically. Uh, okay. <laughs>
2: Woo! Much better. Okay, now we can blast. Relax? Where are we, Mindy? What is this? Guy
1: okay, Roz, we're in Georgia! How many times do I
2: have I know to- we're in Georgia, but what is this murky water we're floating in? Mosquitoes, ugh, get away from me, get away from
1: me. Oh, well, these murky waters just happen to be a marshy estuary, Gairaz. Of course, an
2: estuary, a body of water where the river meets
1: the sea. You are so bright, your mother should call you. Son,
2: I know, <laughs> ha ha ha. Oh, that joke gets funnier every time you interrupt it. So why are we floating in this estuary and why? Why can't I see my feet? This water is disgusting. Shh. What? They'll hear you. Oh. The crabs, they live here. I'm
1: standing in crab water? Well, not just crabs. We're talking oysters, shrimp,
2: all kinds of fish. Wow. I think I can feel them nipping at my toes, Mindy. Oh, that means they like you. It does. Uh, are
1: you sure? Yes, of course. I'm not sure, Guy Raz. Now lift your foot out of the water and let's see what's clamped onto it.
0: Oh, ah! they're tiny
2: mud crabs.
1: Hey there, little fellers.
2: Uh, Get
1: them off me, Mindy. I'm pretty sure I won't have to, Gairaz.
2: What? Why?
1: Well, because they're about to become lunch.
2: Well, Mindy, if you were hungry for crabs, we could have just gone to that little crab shack up the...
1: Not our lunch, Guy Raz. What? Her lunch.
2: Who's? Whoa! She is what we came here for. The famous blue crab. Wait. She is going to eat these little mud crabs pinching onto my feet? Is she going to eat my feet, too? No. But she is about half the size of your foot. And these little mud crabs are only about the size of my thumb. Wait, wait. How do you know she's a she? Oh, so see the
1: red tips and the pinchers of her big blue front claws? Yes. Well, that's how you know she's a she. And
2: the blue claws are how you know it's a blue crab?
1: Exactoritos, Guy Raz. And can you guess how to tell if a blue crab is a he?
2: By its blue elbow patches?
1: What? No! Male crabs are known for their crazy dance moves.
2: Oh, I think I read about this once. Don't they do these wild, leg-waving dance moves to send signals to the females? Yeah, kind of like what you're doing now. I'm not dancing or sending signals, Mindy. I'm treading water with feet full of mud crabs. But speaking of signals,
1: Skyroz, Yes? There is another way that blue crabs send signals and it has nothing to do with dancing, but it has everything to do with why we're here.
2: So there is a reason we're floating in this marshy estuary in the middle of nowhere? Hey,
1: you were the one who asked me what my teeny tiny toilet was for, remember?
2: That seemed like so long ago. Well,
1: grab that crab and let's swim to shore. I'll explain everything when we get there. Grab that wa- Ah, Mindy, I think it
2: grabbed me! Come on, Guy lost. Swim fast and don't let her go. She's swimming faster, Mindy. She's pulling me. I'm just along for the ride. Okay, Come on, little uh, You can do it. You're uh, almost there. Uh, uh, there. Uh, Yay! Uh, <sighs> Whatever we're here for, Mindy,
1: this better be good. Okay, Guy Raz, now we need you to pull that teeny tiny toilet out of my adventure toolbox, okay?
2: You know, Mindy, you could have just done your business here in the water. I mean, judging by the smell out here, that's what everything else does. It's
1: not for me, Guy Raz. It's for Krabby Abby over here. You dragged me out. All the way out here so you could put a crab on the toilet? You wanted to know what it was for, and now I'm about to show you.
2: From now on, before I ask you a question, I need to brace myself for the answer. The
1: answer? You mean the adventure. Uh... Now pull that crab off your... Wait, is she pinching onto your bun?
2: Well, scientifically speaking, it's called a gluteus maximus Well,
1: pull her pinchers off your crab cakes and help me get her onto this tiny toilet
2: Uh, Come on! Wait, why are we putting a crab on the toilet, Mindy?
1: (gasps) For science, Gyros For
2: science? Okay,
1: so here's the deal I just read this study that was conducted by these scientists at the Georgia Institute of Technology.
2: Oh yeah, Georgia Tech.
1: And I found it so fascinating that I just had to see or smell it for myself.
2: Smell it? Well, what was the study about? Oh,
1: so it was about blue crab pee. They found that
2: crabs have blue pee?
1: No, blue crab
2: Blue crab pee. Interesting, because mine is usually yellow. No, blue crab pee. I I feel like you're just saying the same thing over and over and over again. Did did you accidentally drink some of this murky water, Mindy? Uh,
1: No, it's pee from a blue crab, not a crab's pee that is blue. Never mind. The color of its pee is not what's important here. It's what's inside that counts.
2: You mean like the chemicals in the blue crab's pee? Yes! Winner,
1: winner, crab-like dinner, Guy Raz!
2: But now I need to know, what color is a blue crab's pee?
1: Well, when I first read this study, I kind of wanted to know the same thing. So I called Mark Weisberg, one of the head scientists on the study.
2: You called a scientist and asked him what color a blue crab's pee Pee is?
1: Guy Raz, there is no such thing as a dumb question. Well, I guess that is what
2: they say. So so, so what did he tell you?
1: He told me that it was a fantastic question and that a blue crab's pea is basically the same color of ours when we've had a lot of water to drink.
2: So, we're talking a pale yellow like a cream or a flaxen or maybe daffodil straw. What?
1: He said the blue crab pea is the same color as straw. Huh.
2: Good to know. Oh, look, Mindy, she's sitting on your tiny toilet. The, the blue crab is on your toilet. Oh, look at that.
1: She looks so cute on there. Come on, Crabby Abby. Time to go potty. What is happening? So while we wait for her to pee on the potty here I'll tell you about those chemicals in her pee Oh,
2: oh yeah Well, what did the researchers discover about them?
1: First of all They found more than 600 chemicals in the blue crab's pee Or urine if you want to be scientific I do And 600 chemicals is really not that big of a deal When you consider that we humans Have over 3,000 chemicals in our pee Wow, I never really counted But what is a big deal is that Two of these chemicals Send invisible danger signals to the blue crab's prey.
2: Like the tiny mud crabs it wants to eat? You know it. Well, how do these chemicals actually work?
1: First, we should start with the chemical's names, which are and trigonelline and homerin
2: Trigonelline and Homerin.
1: Now I know what you're thinking. Hmm, those names sound like delicious pasta dishes. I
2: was actually not thinking about that, but but you know, Mindy, trigonelline just so happens to be a chemical molecule. That's also found in coffee beans And it's part of what makes coffee smell
1: So you can smell the trigonelline in your coffee? Well,
2: not specifically, but
1: But you would if you were a tiny mud crab And that smell would be the scent of fear. Wow,
2: so how does it work?
1: Okay, when a blue crab eats, its body breaks down the food. Kind of like how ours does during the digestion process. You know, the time between when we eat our food and when what's left and not used by our bodies comes out the other end. Yeah, yeah,
2: I got you. And so during that time, those two chemicals, trigonelline and homerin, are made? Yep. And when the blue
1: crab goes to pee, those two chemicals tell the mud crabs what the blue crab had to eat. And the warning signals become especially strong if the blue crab's last meal was mud crab. The
2: smell of fear.
1: Yep. And if those mud crabs smell other mud crabs in the blue crab's pee, well, let's just say they know they better. Usain Bolt.
2: Ah, interesting. A four-alarm pee siren. Uh-huh. Hey, by the way, you, do you think she's peed yet, Mindy? I'm not going to go check the toilet while she's
1: on it, Guy Raz.
2: Well, I haven't heard anything yet. Have you?
1: Nah. You smell any pee yet?
2: Do you mean, do I smell any f- Fear yet? Uh, No.
1: Well, maybe you should bring one of those mud crabs up here to sniff out the situation.
2: Well, that's the thing, Mindy.
1: What's the thing?
2: Crabs don't actually have noses. So how are they supposed to smell anything, much less fear and death in urine?
1: Oh, well, Dr. Weisberg also mentioned that these crabs are basically walking noses.
2: Ah, well, that makes sense, Mindy, because although crabs don't have actual noses, They are able to detect smell or certain chemicals with their antennas or mouths Yeah, or even their legs Fascinating, isn't it? Totally. So how did these scientists find all of this out?
1: Well, I can tell you. Yes? But I'd rather show you. Uh,
2: if Krabby
1: Abby over here will ever go to the bathroom
2: in this tiny toilet. Maybe we should offer her a treat. I mean, that always seems to work for you. Oh, good idea, Guy Raz. Okay, Abby, if you use this potty, I've got some kelp with your name on it. Kelp? That's your idea of a treat? Hey, kelp is the kale of the sea, Mindy. Ugh, she's
1: clearly not interested. Here, let me try. <clears throat> Hi, Abby. For a little pee-pee in this potty here, I'll let you take a dip in this tub of melted butter.
2: We're in the middle of nowhere, Mindy. Where did you get a tub of melted butter. I had it in my
1: pocket. Hey, Roz. Crab legs always taste better in melted butter, so I brought it along in case of emergency. You're gonna eat crabby, Abby? I said in case of emergency. Uh, But she doesn't know that, so I'm gonna use this melted butter to scare
2: the pee out of her.
1: uh, Hmm. Nothing yet? mm
2: Mm-mm. Man. Here, let me sing her a song. Maybe that'll help her to, you know, get things flowing. Uh... Let it go... Let it go. Don't hold it in anymore. Let it go. Let it go. Shut the bathroom door. Huh? (gasps) We can't
1: sing the pee out of her, Guy Raz. Maybe we should squeeze
2: it out of her.
1: What? Yeah. Hand me my adventure toolbox.
2: Oh, no. I will not sit here while you squeeze the pee pee out of a crab, Mindy. Oh,
1: yeah? Well, I will not sit here while you sing the pee out of a crab, Guy Raz.
2: Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Let it go. <gasps> Let it go. Don't hold it in anymore. Boo, boo. Stop booing my song, Mindy. I'm
1: not booing your song, Guy Raz. I'm trying to scare the pee out of her, ghost style. Boo!
2: Let it boo. go. Let it go. Boo, Let, boo. It go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Is that what I think it is, Mindy? Guy Raz, she's. In the party, in the party, pee pee <laughs> in the party, pee pee in the party, pee pee in the party, pee pee in the party. Ah, she flushed, and we needed that pee to reenact the experiment. Don't worry,
1: Guy Raz. This tiny toilet's not connected
2: to any pipes. Phew. So the pee's still right where she left it. Now
1: close the lid, and let's get this pee-pee potty back to the lab so I can show you how this experiment was
2: done. Anything for science, Mindy. Reggie! Wow, hey, Reg, that was quick. Now, Reggie, please fly carefully. I'm holding a toilet full of crab urine.
1: Uh, We'll explain later, Reg. Okay, let's just hop on here. 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 We... Go! <laughs> um, hey, Guy Raz? Is all of Krabby Abby's peas still in that potty? Uh,
2: yeah, I think think so. A little bit splashed out when we hit that turbulence, but, but I think we're pretty good.
1: Okay, well, we better get it back to the lab so I can demonstrate what those researchers at Georgia Tech did in their experiment. Huh. Come on, let's go!
2: Run, Mud crabs are all over my feet!
1: Ah, oh, well, maybe you shouldn't run, Guy Raz. Besides, you're gonna spill it! Oh,
2: right, right. Walk, walk, walk. walk. walk.
1: slow and steady. walk,
2: walk, walk, walk. Oh! okay, back at the lab. So, where do we begin, Mindy? Well,
1: first, I need you to take those mud crabs and put them in your fish tank over there. <laughs> but
2: they'll pinch me. Come on! Ow, ow, ah! Uh. Now, what?
1: Drop the crabs in the tank. Okay. You're doing great. The crabs are in the tank. Now, once the mud crabs get situated, I'm going to throw in this shrimp.
2: What? Where did you get a live shrimp?
1: My pocket. Now, drop them in.
2: Okay. Well, good luck in there, little buddy. So, what's the purpose of the shrimp, Mindy?
1: Oh, mud crabs love shrimp, and nothing will stop them from trying to eat it, except for the smell of a blue crab predator in their midst. Oh, wow,
2: look at them going after that shrimp. They might as well be holding knives and wearing bibs. Now,
1: I want you to dump that tiny toilet of blue crab pee into the tank and closely
2: watch what happens. Okay, easy does it. It's coming! Now, watch what happens. They froze. Dead in their tracks. A total duck and cover. Almost like they're trying to go undetected. Yep, they're
1: smelling those two chemicals in the blue crab pee. Trigonelline and homerin.
2: So those researchers were right. Blue crab urine does contain secret signals that warn their
1: prey. Pretty cool, huh? They work almost like disaster warning alarms. Silent
2: warning alarms.
1: Exactoritos. So think of it like this. To us humans, trigonelline would be like a blaring car alarm, and homerin would be like a bright flashing light, both different, but both trying to warn you about coming danger so that you can stay safe. Gives these mud crabs a good head start if they want to swim for their
0: lives.
2: Yeah, but if our food could run away every time it smelled us coming, we'd starve. So is there anything the blue crab can do to stop these secret pee signals? Nope. Well, can't they hold it until after they eat their mud crab dinner? Nope.
1: Can't hold it. I can barely hold it.
2: Well, what about peeing in designated spots, like underwater bathroom stalls, far and away from their lunch?
1: Guy Raz, when you're a crab, the entire underwater world is your toilet.
2: Well, then how are blue crabs not starving to death?
1: Well, I mean, I'm sure some do. <sighs> but the smart and savvy blue crabs know that pee floats downstream.
2: Aha. Uh-huh. So they swim upstream to hunt their unsuspecting prey. You got it. Wow. But I'm still wondering, why did these researchers at Georgia Tech want to learn about the bathroom habits of blue crabs?
1: Well, so in a crab-eat-crab world, or really any predator-prey situation... P chemistry like this can really affect the balance of whole entire ecosystems. Oh, yeah? Well, how so? So, you've heard of the food chain, right?
2: Oh, yeah. It's basically the order in which different living things eat each other.
1: Yeah, so starting with plants and ending with animals. For example, a grasshopper eats grass. Yeah. And then a frog eats the grasshopper.
2: Okay. And
1: a snake eats... Eats the frog. Go on. And an eagle eats the snake. Oh, okay, I got it. And in this case, mud crabs eat the oysters and the blue crabs eat the mud crabs.
2: But nature has given mud crabs the superpower to basically eavesdrop on their predator's pee, right?
1: Yep. And when the pee starts to flow downstream, It acts as a silent alarm, warning the mud crabs to get out of dodge.
2: And when they do, they stop looking for their own food, which in most cases would be oysters.
1: Yep, and crazy as it sounds, these secret silent pee signals might actually be nature's way of protecting oyster populations.
2: So essentially what you're saying, Mindy, is that this blue crab pea works as a natural repellent to keep mud crabs from eating all the oysters.
1: That's exactly what I'm saying. Without the blue crab pea, mud crabs might see these waters as an all-you-can-eat oyster buffet.
2: And this must be especially big news to oyster farmers who are trying to preserve or save large oyster populations.
1: Oh, yeah. Speaking of which... Ask me how these researchers are hoping to use this new information.
2: Okay, how are these researchers hoping to use this new information?
1: Well, I'm so glad you asked, Guy Raz. Now that they know what these chemicals are and how powerful they can be to the entire underwater ecosystem, the hope is that scientists can recreate this blue crab pea and then use it to help save other oyster habitats or at least control their predators who are on a mission to eat
2: them. Fake blue crab pea to scare off the crabs and keep them from eating all their oyster livestock.
1: That's brilliant. Yeah, and believe it or not, this is really nothing new. I mean, some farmers on land have been doing this for a long time, using fake pee to do things like scare away coyotes and wild foxes.
2: You know, this reminds me, Mindy. You can actually buy certain kinds of animal pee on the internet. What?
1: (gasps) Guy Raz, I just got an idea. Oh, uh, no. Do you think that maybe I could sell my piece? Nope. Oh, come on. It's not like the worst idea
2: I've ever. Let it go. Oh, no. Let it go. Uh, Guy Ross. Don't hold it in any Raz, You do not need to turn this into a Let musical. Let it go. Let Guy it Ross, go. we don't have the
1: copyrights to that song. Wow in the world. We'll be right back.
2: Gun ups. This message is for you.
0: Support for this podcast and the following message for parents come from Nintendo. Introducing the Nintendo Labo Variety Kit, a new experience for the Nintendo Switch console. Follow the interactive instructions to make your own cardboard creations, bring them to life with the included game, and discover the magic behind it all. Nintendo Labo. Make. Play. Discover. Rated E for everyone. Nintendo Switch system required. Sold separately. Parental supervision recommended. Support also comes from Stonyfield Organic Kids. Stonyfield yogurt was started by two New Hampshire farmers in 1983 with the dream of making good food that's good for the planet. Today, Stonyfield organic yogurts come in convenient cups, pouches, smoothies, and tubes and are made without the use of toxic persistent pesticides, artificial hormones, antibiotics, or GMOs. Ready for a delicious organic snack? Visit stonyfield.com npr. Hey, I'm Kelly McEvers, host of NPR's Embedded, and we've got a new episode all about how Scott Pruitt ended up running the EPA. It's a story about Pruitt's life in the Southern Baptist Church, how he handled a major pollution case, and why he sued the EPA 14 times. Just search for Embedded on the NPR One app or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: That's it. Back to the show. What in the world?
1: Hi, thanks for calling Wow in the World. After the beep, get ready to record.
0: Hi Mindy and Guy Raz. I'm Miles from Plainfield, Indiana, and my wow in the world is that anybody standing on the equator is going 1,000 miles per hour. Hi Mindy and Guy Raz. I'm Hannah, and I'm 11 years old. Hi Mindy and Guy Raz. I'm Mimi, and I'm 6 years old. We're from Wellesley, Massachusetts, and our wow is that wombats poop huge. Bye, Mindy and Guy Raz. We love your show. Hello, Mindy and
2: Guy Raz. My name is Liam. I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and my wow is that the Statue of Liberty was made in Paris and took it apart and moved to New York. Thanks! Hi, my name is Riley and I am from Asheville, North Carolina. And my wow in the world, hiccuping is actually good for you. It releases extra air in
1: your stomach that you don't need. Hi, Mindy and Guy Raz. I love your show.
2: Hi, I'm Nick from Palo Ohio, and I'm 10. And my wow in the world is Benjamin Franklin. Last words were in French and the nurse didn't understand. So t- today we don't know his last words. I love your show. Goodbye, Mindy and Guy Raz. Hi, my name is Luna and I am eight years old, and I live in Heidsburg, Vermont, and my
0: wow in the world is that lions are more likely to attack humans than tigers. Love your show. Hi, Minion guy Raz. My name is Mariana, and I am eight years old. I live in Houston, Texas, and my wow in the world is that there are more
2: stars in the universe than grains of sand in all the Earth's deserts and
0: beaches. Bye, Minion guy Raz. I love your show. Oh, hello. Um, my name is Jess. I'm seven. My And my wow in the world is
2: marine iguanas keep their eggs warm and ready for hatching Um, in the mouths of volcanoes, risking their lives to put them there. Bye. I love your show. I love... Li- to it every night End of messages
1: Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us this week on Wow in the World.
2: And if you want to keep the conversation going, check out some of the questions we've posted on this episode at our website wowintheworld.com.
1: And grown-ups, there you can find more details on how your kids can become part of the World Organization of Wowzers. Lots of cool perks, exclusive t-shirts, autographed pictures of us, and a bunch of other cool stuff wowintheworld.com
2: Our show is produced by Jed Anderson Say hello
1: Jed Yo
2: With help from Thomas Van Kalken Chelsea Urson and Jessica Bodie. Meredith Halpern-Ranzer is the big boss
1: Our theme song was composed and performed by The Pop-Ups You can find more of their awesome all-ages music at thepopups.com
2: And parents and teachers if you want to send us an email our address is hello at wowintheworld.com
1: Grownups, you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wow in the world.
2: And if you want to be featured at the end of the show, call us up and tell us your Wow in the World.
1: Our phone number is 1 888 Wow Wow. That's 1 888 7 Seven Wow Wow.
2: And parents, if you want to upload any photos or videos or messages to us, please visit wowintheworld.com and find a link where you can do just that.
1: And if you haven't already done so, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or however you get your podcasts. Leave us a few stars and a review, and be sure to tell a friend about the show. Until next time, keep on wowing. Wowing, wowing.
2: in the World was made by Tinkercast and sent to you by NPR. I'm Linda Holmes. There's more stuff to watch these days than you can ever get to. That's why we make Pop Culture Happy Hour. Twice a week, we give you the lowdown on what's worth your time and what's not. Find Pop Culture Happy Hour on the NPR One app or wherever you get your podcasts.